0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I thought we'd go ahead and start preaching so I could clear my voice a little bit more, too. (laughs) Instead of waiting for you to come. This feast day we have before us two great feasts. uh, The first of our Lord of the circumcision of his flesh. The first instance of his shedding of his own blood for our salvation and fulfillment of keeping with the righteousness of the old law and fulfilling all things of the old testament we also have before us one of the great saints of the church and the church underlines for us that we know that he's great because they called him great there's not that many saints that get the name the great so if you come across a saint who has a title attached to him the church is usually saying you should really pay attention to this particular attribute Basil is one of, the, he's one of the names that always is mentioned, especially because, uh, as we will in just a few moments with his anaphora, uh, celebrate him liturgically because of his own offering to the church in that way. But he is one of the great hierarchs of the early church. He was a great defender of Nicene Orthodoxy. He was a great defender of the full divinity of the Holy Spirit. Uh, at a time when that was being debated as to whether or not the Holy Spirit was a creature or uh, divinity. And we have that he was a great philanthropist. He was a founder of what they was basically, we would understand as hospitals today. There was not uh, an understanding of the, the late Roman Empire, the Roman Empire, that it would be a good idea to take care of the sick and the suffering. Uh, there was basically still... We don't really understand how much Christianity transformed the ancient world. Basically, if you were sick and suffering, you were to be taken care of by your family, but that, and if that wasn't there, well, we encounter this in the Gospels, right? With lepers, with poor, you have beggars, you have people who go around, they bear together and they try to survive. There wasn't, the state was not interested necessarily in convalescence homes <laughs> or any of these kind of things. It's basically, if you're a fit young man or woman, then you are to fulfill your role in society, and if you're not, well, sorry. Basil and Gregory, his brother Gregory, and his friend Gregory, and many of the other, especially in the West, two of the bishops, uh, with Christianity, they started taking care of people. They actually gave dignity to people, to the poor and to the suffering to those that the society at the time uh, did not look upon as worth very much. But for Basil and his understanding of the gospel, and as what we've been taught in the gospel, every soul has value. For every person has infinite value, having been made in the image of God. And I would like us just to spend a minute or two thinking about, or following along His basic um, words to us from his homily, uh, be attentive to yourself. This you can find in this great. If you want to read a lot of basil, there's actually a lot of basil available in good English, not just Victorian English where you have to scratch your head uh, every few moments as you're reading along. But with Basil in the contemporary English, well, not contemporary contemporary, (laughs) you will not find slang uh, in Basil, Uh, but you will find in this homily, be attentive to yourself, this reflection especially upon what it means to be a human being. And being attentive to ourselves is being able to discern that we are uh, souls that have been given this world to live within, that we've been given the dignity of being made in the image of God, and that requires us our attention. To be attentive to ourselves, for Basil, when the very beginning of this homily, he talks extensively about how it is uh, that we sin. And that usually the ways that we sin is because of our intention, right? We desire something and we tend to do it and therefore we kind of have a little scheme or schematic. And if we don't have a scheme, we had a scheme a long time ago and it's just become second nature for us to just go down that path. And his word of encouragement and be attentive to yourself that he draws from Deuteronomy from the book of Moses says, be attentive to yourself lest an unlawful word come to be hidden in your heart. One of the great gravity of being made in the image of God and all of that infinite worth is that we trade that infinite worth for words to be hidden in our heart, unlawful words that sow death. And so Basil, in looking upon this passage, he says, And that we need to be attentive to ourselves. The way that the later fathers will talk about this is vigilance of our souls. That we take account of where what is in our heart, what our heart desires, and what we are moving towards. He encourages us in this vigilance, uh, as many of the later fathers do, to be as awake and aware <coughs> of the way that we live. He talks about the way when we get up, when we walk, when we talk, when we engage with others... In all of the ways in which we live our life, most of the time we can be on autopilot. But Basil says, be attentive to yourself, lest an unlawful word hide itself in your heart and begin to sow death like a virus, or like the flu that has been flowing throughout St. Anne's. Be attentive to yourself, especially, Basil goes on to encourage us, and by discerning what exactly the flesh is and what the spirit is, he doesn't mean that we need to get a microscope out and try to figure out where exactly is this soul thing in me and where is the flesh and where does this connect. I believe it was Descartes, Father, if you remember correctly. Descartes thought it was some kind of uh, organ at the back of our head where the soul and the body connected up. Uh, maybe it's HDMI or something. Um, <laughs> But Basil asks us to be discerning about what is truly of God and then what is just our fleshly desires and what we need to cultivate. And then the last, and I think this is especially, uh, he has many layers of be attentive. He he takes this phrase and he goes all over the place. But I think the last point uh, that I'd like to draw from his homily is his... Be attentive to the the present. Be attentive to now. He talks about these young people of his day and age, as if the young people of our day and age do not do this as well. They think, oh, when I get, you know, out of this house, I'm going to go out into the world. I'm going to get big, you know, properties. I'm going to become a great civic uh, person, you know, for us, I man, I'm going to be a great basketball star, I'm going to do all these things, and they're just like dreaming and dreaming, and there's something good about this. We can. But there's also an aspect here where he says, you are not dealing with reality at all. We do a lot uh, in our culture, especially with the advertising and everything that we are conditioned to think about, we're constantly thinking about how can our condition and our breath, like now be better? In the future, it's going to be better. In the future, it may not be better. In the future, I'm going to have a nice house. I'm going to have, you know, a nice retirement. I'm going to have, you know, X, Y, and Z. But Basil says none of this is guaranteed. In fact, what it is is your mind is floating off and you're thinking about everything else except yourself and now and the present. So as we come to, especially the new year, and the new year always brings all sorts of uh, uh, how should I say this? ways of trying to attend to ourselves, right? This year I'm going to make this kind of promise that I'm not going to ever touch chocolate again, or I'm going to go to the gym, etc. Uh, Chelsea, is she gone? <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Be attentive to yourself. This, what Basil encourages us is not just to you know, forget about after January, whatever it is, these promises that we've made. But these promises, and there's good things that we can work on and work towards. But for Basil, if we don't attend to ourselves, if we don't watch what gets wrapped up in our hearts, what we bring so closely to ourselves and value or daydream about, or get lost in fantasy, or we don't attend to what is actually going on, the reality, and what we actually are spending our time and our heart energy on, then any kind of plans that we have for 2020, um, they will be of nothing. So let us heed Basil's words on his feast day. This great saint... Uh, Let us, through his prayers, help throughout this upcoming year to be attentive to ourselves, to be realistic, to understand what wondrous creatures we have been made by God, and to, uh, in attending to ourselves, to come to know God, actually, as he reveals himself to ourselves in the depths of our hearts. Amen.